What is up, everyone? Hope you're having a fantastic day. It's Friday, final weekend, so we have we have an amazing guest right now. So uh, let me just invite him, and I'll be right back. Perfect. Yay. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good as well. How's uh how's your day going? Uh good. I got no complaints. It's Friday. Right? You know, great weather. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys have sunny day right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been real nice. That's so cool. That's so cool. For us it's been it's been raining like the whole weekend. I mean the the whole week has been raining like a lot. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean it's nice because here it's like normally crazy warm so yeah. having those refreshing cold days with the rain and everything is like ah oh, yeah perfect <laughs> i mean yeah i always do enjoy it a little bit when we get rain weather because it's pretty rare here but yeah of course of course i bet so today we got andy norris here let's give it up let's give it a, an epic welcome here there you go <laughs> hi everyone i'm so happy to be here thank you I'm still working on my intros, but that's part of it. <laughs> Your intro was perfect. It was perfect. Great. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. So, um, starting the interview, tell me how your career started. Did you always wanted to become an actor? Was it something uh, you discovered while while, uh, while you were at school? I mean, where does this passion comes from? Uh, yeah, I pretty much always wanted to be an actor. I started doing children's theater. My mom put us in children's theater when I was probably five I think mm-hmm. um, me and my siblings and we were only doing it for a few years because then it got crazy expensive because that's how children's theater works yeah, of and course. she pulled us out but at that point I was like this is what I want to do be an actor and so I started writing. Awesome. I'm not writing but I started making up these little plays during recess in elementary school and then I would pull my friends in and then I would convince my teacher to let us perform it Um, for the class. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only did it like a, a few times, but it was enough. I was like, I just need something, I need something. And I would, you know, my siblings and I, we would put together, you know, shows at our house, mm-hmm. you know, my parents, or, or just for us. Um, and then as I got older, I started auditioning for shows at the local community college. And then I did all the shows in high school. And then I went and majored in acting in college. And then I moved to LA and Yeah, no, I pretty much always wanted to be an actor. That's so cool. So, so, so during like those family times, you will get like the chance to perform and and do your plays. Let's say. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. And uh, moving on with your uh, with your career. So in two thousand and five, you got your first role in a short movie called Charming. Uh, can you tell me about that experience and how different was it from doing plays? Well, <laughs> this is a funny story. So yeah. Okay. Short film. I this was a short film, charming. Um, it was the first film I ever did. I was in college. Um, my my college had a really good theater program, but they're really renowned for the film program. And I happened to be walking around the film campus, just kind of checking it out. And I walked into this room, and they were holding auditions. And I was like, "Cool, can I audition?" Like I literally just walked in accidentally. What? Okay. What are you guys doing? Let's yeah. audition. Sure, why not? And uh, So I did, and then I booked the role, and it was a, it was a real small role in this super quirky um, short film. It used like all this heightened Shakespearean language, but it was super modern. It was really, it was just a really cute little film. And yeah. So that was very different. That one was different than doing theater, but because of the style of it, it wasn't that. Of course, different. it was super heightened. It wasn't until I started doing more realistic films that I was like oh this is actually very different oh wow and talking about plays so you were in the diary of, of Anne Frank with their eyes uh, the corn play and many more uh, tell me what do you like the most about acting in plays and how do you usually prepare oh goodness um, the, I like the feedback from the audience okay you get a really good sense when you're in a play of Of community with the audience, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of give and take. It isn't. It isn't. I'm telling the story here. It's I'm telling the story with you, 
And I really enjoy doing that. I think that's a really great way to reach people. Yeah. Um, in terms of how I prepare, that it really depends on the role and, and the okay. that it is. Mm-hmm. You know, With Their Eyes was a, a devised piece, um, which means we sort of workshopped it a lot. It wasn't, uh, it was a devised piece from some high school students in New York about September 11th. They were, they were oh. high school at ground zero. And so they'd all written these little vignettes about their experience. And so we took those vignettes and kind of workshopped them a little bit into a production that ended up being absolutely incredible. So that's a very oh. different experience than if you were to prepare a face for play. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Wow. And is there like a go-to meal or a song you usually listen uh, before a play? Like, for example, I don't know. I mean, that maybe you will listen, uh, like, Lose Yourself by Eminem and you know, get the <laughs> feeling or, 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 you know, like something like that? You know, this also really depends on the, on the character. Okay. Uh, music, um, sometimes I have, <laughs> when I did the Diary of Anne Frank, I ate a lot of jelly beans. I don't know why jelly beans. <laughs> okay. But I would eat like half a pack of jelly beans before I would go on stage, which is such wow. a weird choice to me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're playing, I, I was embodying this, this young woman who was so vibrant and yeah. is vibrant through the whole show that it just, it made me feel part of that world, even though I'm like, didn't have jelly beans. But yeah, of course. <laughs> for me, that it brought up that that part of my life. Um, just, it's a weird. It was a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's. Uh, it's. It's interesting because, uh, like, everyone have. I mean, would have like their own kind of rituals. You know, I mean, not rituals, but like a like a go to uh, to prepare and everything. So mm-hmm. the fact that you uh, that you ate uh, jelly beans that is actually pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't say it was the most serious of preps that I've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and yeah. So, uh, moving on with your uh, with your career, uh, you were in several short movies, but then in 2012, you did stunts for Job Hunters, and in 2014 for American Horror Story. So, can you tell me about that experience? I mean, how did you got to do the stunts? And in 2012, was that your first uh, stunt job? I think it was been a while um, yeah yeah that was i was up in seattle and and a group uh, a group of people i know were putting together this web series called job hunters mm. um which is very battle royale-esque very okay. um i think it's still on youtube everyone should go check it out it's really fun and uh i got brought in just to do i was pretty active it it wasn't formally Like, there wasn't a stunt coordinator. It was just, hey, come, you're pretty active. Can you can you come be part of this fight? Yeah. That was really how it started. And then I would say American Horror Story was probably, was my first formal stunt role. Um, and that's that's a fun one. I was living in Louisiana. I was in New Orleans when they were shooting oh. Coven. And I knew someone who was working on Coven, who was, like, the production coordinator. And I was visiting her... Um, She brought me to set, you know, mm-hmm. outside and she was working and I just was standing there. And so I started talking to the guy next to me. Turned out he was the stunt coordinator. And we started oh. talking about my athletic background and my interest. And, um, yeah, he, he was fantastic. He was such, such a lovely human. It was like, you're the right size to double Emma Roberts. Do you, are you interested? Like, do you want, are you, are you interested in this at all? Like maybe I can bring you on for a really easy day. Um, And and he did. He ended up calling me. And then I was in the second to last episode of Coven. There's a big fight between mm. Emma Roberts' character and uh, Lily Rabe, I think is her name, um, where Emma gets th- Emma's character gets thrown into a pillar. And that's me. That was you. Yeah, that was like Wow. So, so basically you got that role like, like yeah, like out of... Out of nowhere, just to being on the right yeah, place at the right time. Not common. That is, I was super lucky, super right place, right time, right skill That's set. That's so cool. Wow. I was like, yeah, I'll take a chance on you. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. So, you get those. You get those. The, yeah. Yeah, you I mean. I'm, go, yes, I will do it. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, like, like being on the right time at the right place, it's, it's so, I mean, it's so awesome when I that happens. Having the right skill set is really important. If I had just 
didn't have any experience <laughs> yeah he wouldn't have brought me on yeah I of mean, course crazy for him but you know when you're prepared for the job and you, you got it you take it Absolutely. And you did several stunts after those, for example. You did stunts for Resurgence. Uh, the kids are all right. And then in 2019, you got to be the stunt performer and mo and mocap for Vader Immortal, a Star Wars <laughs> VR series episode two and three. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me about that experience and how it was and how it wasn't from uh, being like the uh, stunt performer? They had the uh, stunt performer for a for a video game. And was that your first video game uh, performance? No, it wasn't my first video game performance, although I oh, did okay. the first game that I did that came out. Like, I think it was released first, mm -hmm. um, which is why I think it's on IMDb is my first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and prime, I did I did do stunts on <laughs> on Vader Immortal, but that wasn't... I was hired to do the Rancor. So okay. So in episode two, you, you fight... Sorry, spoilers if nobody's played. <laughs> <laughs> But it's been out for a while, so... Yeah, it's yeah, it's like, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> there's, like, this, there's a giant, you know, 40-foot Rancor creature that, that climbs around inside this volcanic cavern on uh, Mustafar. And they brought me in to play that, because I primarily do... Well, I don't... I kind of do half and half now, but I do a lot of creature work. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was hired for, and then... I was there and I had the stunt background and, you know, I had the fighting background. So they, uh, I got to do some of the droids and I got to do some of the, the fighting, some other stunts. Um, That's pretty cool. cool. It was really cool. Uh, the first big game that I did stunts for was Predator Hunting Around. Oh, okay. Which is the one yeah. that I'm going to ask right away. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Well, I'll segue for you. Um, yeah. That was really, that was really cool. That was a full eight hours of wire work. For Predator? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So all of the, you know, every time you kill a soldier. That was you? That's me. Yeah. That's so awesome. All your left or right. Yeah. And, I mean, and how you prepare, like, to do, like, those, I mean, it must be exhausting, right, to making, like, those growls and then to die one and over in different in different ways and stuff like that. I mean, at some point, you will have to be, like, you know, like, like no, I mean, not requesting time out would be, like, okay, <laughs> you know? I mean, you get you get breaks sometimes. No, you, you they definitely take care of you. You get breaks. Yeah, of course. And all of that. Sometimes you're the only person on set, and those days can be, um, can be a lot physically. Mm. But that's what you train for. And and I love doing it. Uh, yeah, the, it, it can be very exhausting, especially during, yeah, of course. you know, long days of creature work. Um, lots of crawling around. Yeah. But again, that's what you train for. That's that's why I do it. And you also did uh, the mocap for the female predator. Yeah, I did some of it. So uh -huh. what a lot of people don't realize is that most video game characters take several people to do. Yeah. So, um, I know TJ Storm and I both worked on the female predator um, in creating mm -hmm. the character. And I don't know if anybody else did. But, but yeah, I certainly, I certainly helped create that. That's so cool. And, 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 and how is that experience when you see, when you see your, uh, yeah, your creation pretty much like, see that monster and everything. I mean, how does that feel that you'd be like, that, that's me? Oh, I can't even tell you. When I started seeing, um, I, don't have, I don't have a VR system. So when I started mm. seeing gameplay of Vader Immortal and watching the Rancor who's, like, groveling through all right? the things, yeah. and I was like, that's me! Oh, I'm terrifying! Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. I'm kind of glad I'm not playing the game because I'll be so scared. Yeah. <laughs> But still, it looks really cool. <laughs> I wanted to play it. <laughs> <laughs> and with Predator uh, Hunting Grounds, was that your, fir uh, your first uh, creature work? No, I done, um, I mean, I did a lot of creature work in theater. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, I started out in theater doing, doing primarily humans. But as I got more into experimental theater, I found myself yeah. like a lot of, supernatural creatures or demonic creatures. So uh, cool. 
people of different styles and I never really thought about it until mm -hmm. I was in LA and I took a class on creature movement and I was like, oh, I have all the training for this. I didn't uh -huh. know that I could use it in games or I didn't know that I could use it in movies. And so um, I've done a lot of, um, a fair amount of prosthetic creature work as well. So That's awesome. Wow. And how do you prepare for a, for, for a, for a creature? I mean, you definitely need to be like on the hype, right? To make all those, you know, to, to move like that and, and, and all of that. Uh, no jelly beans for that one, isn't it? What'd you say? Uh, no jelly beans for that, for no preparing for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta eat pretty well. If you're gonna yeah, eat, of course. Uh, for sustained energy. Um, oh man, I'd have such a stomachache if I tried to do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, there's, like I said, a lot of it's training and mm. it also depends on the creature and it depends on the game because, you know, Vader Immortal doing, a, working in a Star Wars game is very different than say working on Resident Evil. The tone of the of game is different. So in terms of prep, I'm going to pick out sources that put me in the tone of that game. You know, Star Wars, you just, you listen to anything Star Wars and you're immediately, oh, yeah, like, yeah, of course. I understand this adventure. I understand yeah. the, the magic of it. Uh, whereas you do Resident Evil and you kind of go into this lower horror realm and it gives you mm -hmm. that, that slower, well, not always slower, the lichens are not slow. Um, yeah. But you get that creepier feel. Yeah, like a lower pace, like a more pace, creepy time, right? Yeah, or when yeah. it's energetic, it's like a really harsh energetic as opposed to a magical energetic that's Star Wars. Yeah, of course, of course. Wow, and how does it feel that you are pretty much in the Star Wars universe? Exciting. It's yeah, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Lightsabers on the wall, and you don't even know. I, it was yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. And then, yeah, so you also, uh, I mean, so you specialize in creature work. And in one of your interviews, you mentioned that you build strength through mobility mm -hmm. and that you created a program called Creature Fit. Yep. Can you tell me about that program? I mean, where the idea came from? Uh, the Rancor. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, the, the, one of the biggest days I worked on Vader Immortal, I was was as the Rancor, and I was the only person working on set that day. So mm. it was a good, you know, six to eight hours wow. where I was falling around on the stage. And I tell you, a day like that will teach you where you're not strong. You know? Yeah, of course. Like, and I've always been, like I said, I've been really athletic. I've done a lot, um, a lot of strength training. Mm -hmm. But when there's a difference between just strength training and training through mobility and when you're mm -hmm. falling and like creating all of these like unnatural movements in your body, yeah. you realize, oh, this muscle behind my shoulder, I'm using a lot compared to it. Oh, okay. Now, this is getting worn out because it's holding my shoulder in place. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it's holding my shoulder in place when I'm putting weight on it like this. So, so awesome. That, I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of people who want to get ones really, um, training how to do that yeah no one's conditioning people for that true so uh as i was working with with tj tj storm again um we were building a school called mindset mm -hmm. yeah we teach a lot of the performance aspects and i said we need to treat we like we really need to treat the teach the conditioning as well so that people yeah. our students aren't going into the volume unprepared for a long day oh wow So I developed a program. I started taking a bunch of, of classes on mobility, on body weight training, um, on flexibility, all of that. And I created Creature Fit, which basically incorporates all of that. Wow. And is it, has it happened to you that at some point doing like the whole creature work, you get a, you get a moment and be like, tonight is going to be a tough night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, some days. You know, when you're on, when you're on set and, and mostly it's when I'm on set and I go, I'm going to sleep really well tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> This is definitely wearing me out. But um, like I said, it's exactly what you train for. Wow. And I, I mean, I was, uh, while I was doing this, uh, uh, this whole research, I mean, I did take a look uh, a little bit about, there were some videos here and there. And yeah, it looks pretty, it looks pretty 
you know pretty tough i was like oh wow you know like uh it took me it took me while uh, a few years ago i i have this friend of mine that she she's like this super crossfit super you know athletic and she was like come with me and i was like no and she was like yeah you will and i was like okay i will so okay, i was there oh my god it was horrible i was dying <laughs> i mean the, I got nothing against CrossFit, but the, tra the trainer, he, he was a beast. I mean, he was this huge guy. And I remember that at first he was all nice with me, like, yeah, okay, okay. But when the train started, he became like a monster. And I was like, what is wrong with you? He was just pushing. <laughs> yeah, like he was just pushing. And then at the end of it, I remember that I just pretty much passed out because I was just <laughs> trashed. And I was like, uh, and I told her like, hey, can you pretty much, can you carry me to the car? Because I can't move, I mean, to be honest. And what? And while watching, like, yeah, like, uh, like some of the stunts you do and everything, I was like, wow. I mean, it really takes, like, a lot of fit. Yeah, like, a lot of athletic and a lot of uh, movement and a lot of that. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's really intense. It certainly is. It certainly is. That's so cool. And how many creatures can you make? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I've never counted, but I, an infinite number. There's okay. so many different types of creatures. There's, you know creatures that are almost fully feral and animalistic you've got mm -hmm. creatures that are that are more human but just a little off and then you've got everything in between you know wow you've got like your um you know you watch a lot of fantasy mm -hmm. there's creatures that are kind of half human half animal yeah it's there's an infinite number because you can always move those sliders so so in uh in creature feet they will they will pretty much teach you all of the all of those possibilities for you. It will like Creature Fit teaches you how to like I help students train for okay. the physicality of it. We have another class called uh, at the school called uh, mm. where we sort of break down how to build up a creature, how to how oh, to okay. that is authentic and serves the story. Oh wow. And do you have any favorite creature you enjoyed the most to perform? I mean, the Rancor. I can't even, like... I've enjoyed every creature that I've done. Um, but the Rancor was really special, largely because it was a unique experience for someone my size to get to play okay. so big and so heavy mm. that it was a good challenge. Uh, it's pretty easy to see me as, as a smaller, you know, either super hyper really light character or, yeah. or a waif or a ghoul or something like that but to be able to say mm, you're gonna be a 40 foot rancor today so cool like, that's just fantastic that's just, yeah that's just juicy for me so that wow a highlight experience and if you could if you could do the creature mocap for any video game or movie which one you would choose goodness um You know, I really, one of my favorite stories growing up was The Golden Compass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, his Dark Materials trilogy. And mm. watching, not the movie, not the movie, but yeah. <laughs> okay. the TV show. I actually liked the TV show. And, and that would have been a really fun experience yeah. to, to mo-catch some of those creatures. Like the polar bears would have been really fun. I mean... I hear they did make a game of it. Um, I haven't looked into it. I don't think it did well. But I've always wanted to play Lyra. Yeah. Game too, so. Someday. Let me just put it out there in the universe. Yeah, of course. I mean, if someone is, if, if someone, if a producer is watching, you know, just yeah, give yeah, it a yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now, moving on to Resident Evil 8. I mean, how did uh, Resident Evil uh, Village happen? I mean, how did you got the role, and how was working with the uh, with the rest of the cast on that scene that is available on the behind the scenes once you complete the game? Uh, man, the working cast <sighs> awesome. There's so many talented people in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, that was such a delight. It was, and the, that scene that you see with all the lords when they when they're that first big scene. Yeah. That was one of the first things we shot, and so. A lot of them I hadn't even met yet, and jumping into the room and just watching them play and being a part of like the creation of this is so cool. Very cool, and it was a lot more like theater. You know, sometimes yeah. you 
on games and it, it runs a lot more like film where things are just, uh, you don't get a lot of rehearsal time. But mm -hmm. this particular game, we did. We did get some rehearsal time, which was great. Um, in terms of how I got the role, uh, Sarah Coates, who's in the game and has done previous Resident Evil games, mm -hmm. I knew her from when I lived in Seattle and just you know, kind of, like, stayed in touch on social media, and she saw that I was doing a bunch of mocap. And she was helping with Resident Evil because she'd worked on it before, and mm -hmm. she said, hey, there's an audition. You should come in for this. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was what? Okay. after the table read. So I didn't know what I was auditioning for. Um, I, knew, I knew that it was a character that didn't really speak. Okay. That it was very subtle movement, which... If you've seen me, it was not an easy thing for me to do off the bat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 of course. But, uh, yeah, so that was, that was fun. And I, I, when I did the audition, um, you know, they, they were like, you're just auditioning for Donna. And I was like, I'm going to audition for Donna and Angie. So I went in yeah. with a, as a split personality audition. And it's one of the best auditions I've ever done, you know. What? So you were like jumping back and forth. I set up two chairs and I literally jumped from chair to chair. Because in the what? In okay, um, mm -hmm. there was a whole scene between Donna and Angie, so it was a lot of room to play. And then when they, uh, when we actually got to shooting the game, they were like, "Hey, Donna's going to be a much more silent character." So. Wow. I mean, it's silent, but. How? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still saying, like, with some friends that we have uh, played the game, that that scene in particular is like the most, like, the most, like, heavy and and kind of a scary uh, scene of the whole game. You know, a lot of my game, I'm playing through it right now, so no spoilers after Moreau. Yeah. No, after yeah. Don't give me any spoilers after Moreau. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, got it I'm about to enter Heisenberg's factory. Mm -hmm. So that, as I've been playing through the game, the Beneviento house, I feel like the the whole game's got its dark elements. Yeah, but that feels to me just the tone of that house is so sad and dark. True. Yeah. Like it's heartbreakingly dark. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, and you can and you can feel it. I mean, as the way that you're going through the house and you're passing through the like through the uh, graveyard, and then and then you start like moving a little bit. And even though I was uh, while I was uh, researching, I was uh, I mean, I came up uh, across that at first they were planning to do like this uh, like this family that there were a bunch of kids who were, who, uh, who were ghosts and, and like and, and all of that. But still, I mean, what we got uh, this scene with, uh, I mean. The baby scene is it, it was the worst. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I hated that I, scene so much. <laughs> and I got one of the one of the interviews or one of the signings. I think it was one of the autograph signings that Paul and I yeah. did together. We we decided that the this is not canon. I'm going to preface this. This is not canon. Um, this is something that Paul and I made up. But we decided to call the baby little Jimmy. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Yes, I think that little Jimmy is terrifying. Yeah, super terrifying. Super and I, terrifying. And I was playing, you know, and I'm running and I'm hiding and all the things, and I'm just shouting, "Little Jimmy, calm down!" Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, totally. For uh, for uh, for Resident Evil Eight, I mean, for I mean. Personally, for me, what happened after the Resident Evil 6, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to quit it for a while. And then Resident Evil 7 happened. And then a lot of people told me, like, dude, it's going to scare you a lot. I was like, yeah, we'll see. And then when Resident Evil 8 happened, I was like, okay, I want that one. But then people told me, you need to play 7 in order to play 8. I was like, okay. I play 7. Yeah, it scared me a lot. But then on 8, I was like, okay. A lot of people were telling me, like, yeah, I mean, it will be scary at some point. But not that bad. I was like, okay, cool. And then that scene with the baby, I mean... Thank God I was I was not streaming because I remember when I saw that I instantly scream. I was like, you know what? No, my dog who is like my uh, like my gaming partner, he was he's he's always right there on the bed just watching. He just looked at me while I was screaming. There you go. <laughs> That's so cool. And what's his name? Oh, this is Gadget. Ah, oh, so cool. And and yeah, I mean it was just horrible. I was like, you know what? No, I, this is this is just too much, you know. And 
And then right when you finish that, that you're like, okay, finally. You're like, okay, things are gonna... And I think it was brilliant, the fact that they remove all your weapons. Yeah. That was brilliant because you, you feel have... hopeless. The only thing you can do is run. Right? And then the whole scene with Donna and, I mean, with, with, with Angie, which uh, um, the previous interview I had with Paula, and we talked about that, she was like, yeah, but, but, I mean, we agree that at some point it would have been better if Angie would have been, like, a little more difficult to, to find, you know? Yeah. But either way, it was a really cool character. But then, but then when you apparently stab Angie and then you realize it's Donna, you're like, oh, crap. That's what I mean. It's so yeah. Cool. I mean, and that Donna's yeah. really, you know, and you see the the photo with her writing on the back that that Donna wasn't out to get even. Yeah. Not you know, not like Lady D. Lady D's got this huge person, yeah. huge uh, fierceness to her, and yeah. Donna's just like, I'm I'm just doing what I have to. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean. Yeah, it was different, totally. Yeah, true. Yeah, with Lady D, at some point, it was like she was pushing you, like, what you got, you know? Yeah. But with Donna, yeah, I mean, and 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 it's even though... That, um, I didn't notice this in the game, but somebody brought up that when, when you're hunting for Angie, I guess there's there's blood marks. Yeah, that was oh. that was what I was going to tell you. Yeah. Donna's running. Yeah, when yeah, I didn't... Died, and I was like, oh, that's so heartbreaking. But the only way she can fight is through Angie, and in a way, Ethan's the one harming her. True. You know, so so Donna's True. not necessarily the villain. No, and and you know, it is. I mean, I think that that character has like it was just really deep because I mean, normally, uh, normally, especially for me, when I when I play video games. I like to relate a little bit. I mean, from what from, from what I can relate to the to like the villains and everything. And with Dawn, I was just very heavy because at the end you were like, so you pretty much kill her. But then she was like, I mean, I mean, I was like, she didn't do anything. I mean, she was just, you know, I mean, she was just trying to Is defend through a doll. I mean, she didn't become like this, like this huge monster like Lady D or you know. So she was like very hopeless too, and that was. Yeah, that was hard, too. That was hard. <laughs> yeah, because she was, you know, she was just defending herself and doing what she needed to do to to stay alive. Yeah, totally. And what are your thoughts on, 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 on Donna? Oh, man, that's a broad question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think her story is absolutely hard. To me. Yeah. And that, that fear that fear of judgment and the, the need to be isolated, um, the inability to speak. Yeah. When they, in between the audition and when we shot, when they decided to take Donna's voice away, that was a really powerful for, for thing for me as an actor. Okay. Because, you know, in the audition, she had a voice. It wasn't yeah. prominent, but she had a voice and she, she conversed with Angie. But once that was taken away, Angie was the only way she could speak. Which is so much more that that builds up this sense of isolation and separation and, and fear. Um, I just, I think that builds up the tragedy of her parents' death. Yeah. And that her only connection to her parents really is Angie. Because that's what her dad made her. Yeah, like like the last gift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed, but once you finish that, uh, you will come across to, like, the like, kind of the gardener's house. And then you mm -hmm. will see a note in which, uh, like, the gardener, who, who, he's going to be, like, super happy. Like, uh, like, uh, like, finally Donna is speaking, but through Angie. But that's fine. That's really cool. Yeah, at least she's speaking... Yeah, Mother Miranda comes in, and it's like Mother Miranda was such a gift. Like, what's a, what's a, such a good thing for Donna? And who knew that this is where it was going to go? Yeah, and you know, I have a I have a friend that she's uh, uh, like a psychologist, but she pretty much goes to into uh, like the whole family issues. And the other day, she was like, uh, yeah, she was at, at 
at my place and and I was playing Resident Evil and then she was like, what are you playing? Anyway, so she watched that scene and then she was like, you know what? This is kind of the, like, you will see a lot of kids who've been suffering a lot that they will be speaking through toys, teddy bears, action it. figures, you know? Dan Allen, I think, uh, I think it was with Dan Allen. Yeah, um, yeah. Because that was huge for me, you know? And, and in my preparation for Donna, I went through and I spent a lot of time sitting with myself and in my imagination building these dolls, you know, and then wow. recreating my parents' death. Like, I went through the experience of... of mourning my parents directly and then I recreated that experience over and over and over through the dolls just like a child does because Donna's still a child really yeah I mean at the end she's playing kind of hide and seek in a demonic way but she's playing hide and seek you know well, she's she's an orphan she's yeah by Miranda like as an adult Donna is adopted by Miranda because she's still a child the gardener is basically her garden, guardian. Yeah. Wow. So no, your friend, that I fully agree with that. I think that is very. Yeah, I mean, while she was speaking all of that, there was a there was like a really uh, there was a point in which I just paused the game and I was just listening to her because I was like, I mean, and and even though I mean I can I can tell there was a tear going down. Because it was really, I mean, what she was explaining and, and all those situations and to, and, 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 and yeah, and she was all saying like, if you can, if you can think of, of that situation and put your, and put your shoes on that situation, you will feel horrible. And, and yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean, the whole, the whole issue with, uh, uh, with Donna, I mean, at the end, all she wanted was a family. And I mean, unfortunately, Mother Miranda was was she had other intentions, mm -hmm. but to see her, I mean, to see Donna die at at that boss fight, you feel bad. But then when you look at the picture that you deliver, I mean, the picture with uh, with Rose and uh, and uh, and Mia, and then if you flip it, then it's gonna say take good care of our take Rose care. or something like. Then you can say that at the end she was good at heart. I mean, she was only being through through much suffering that her suffering was i mean her hate and everything was there but it deep inside she was just yeah she was just she was just a child as you said yeah yeah that's really deep <laughs> it, it's dark and it's bad it's really dark um you know one of those places as an actor that that you're scared and excited to go and how can you get out of it you know because i mean i'm I'm not sure, but does it, I mean, whenever you're like very deep in the character, once that thing is over, I mean, part of that character will go with you or is there like a process yeah, you take yeah, in order I, to like push I, that away? I have pieces of every character I've ever played with me. Wow. And, but I think the first time I really experienced that was actually with Anne Frank. Um, okay. Where going to those places and then the process of saying goodbye at the end of the run that was really rough for me that was the first time I'd ever connected so deeply to a character yeah so deeply to a person you know yeah she was a person and and that spirit and what happened to her was was devastating for me to go through that it's from that I learned I learned kind of over time and over experience that it's okay to keep pieces. Yeah. I can't live in that world. Um, that would be detrimental to my own health to live there. Of course. It's empathetic, right? You know, we meet people all the time and, and people who are going through really rough things and we, we sit with them and we help them carry what they're going through. And when we leave, we're still empathetic to that. There's still a piece of, of that conversation that goes with us. It doesn't drag us down, but it fills us out. Yeah. So that's what it's like. Like uh, there will always be a piece of Donna with me. Absolutely. And I'm grateful for that because it makes me a more open and empathetic person to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, one of the brilliant things that that I, that I think that 
Capcom has been doing with Resident Evil 7 and the Resident Evil 8 is that they will we will get villains, but they have like a reason to, you know, they're not like, oh, I'm just a monster and that's it. No, like they have like a like a backstory. And once you can yeah, and once you can know like a like a little bit from that backstory, you're like, I want I want more. I mean, I would love to see like a DLC uh, like a prequel, of course, of uh, of 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 Donna, and to and to know like more about about that story because I would say that yes, it's like one of the most sad and deep, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Speak to anything DLC related because I don't know. But yeah, of course, of course, anyway. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, even like I said, I knew I knew some of of the lore behind Donna. There's so much more in the game than what I knew when I was building her. So I'm just, I'm so, I'm grateful that at least the core of Donna was, is the same. Um, Yeah. Because there's more that I would love to learn in terms of what's, what the canon lore is. You know, absolutely. and, And for me, that experience is huge. But I don't have necessarily all. I, I don't have all of what's in Capcom said. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Wow. Now going to a more like a happy place because I think we've been like in a very dark place now, and moving on to a to a kind of a happy place. Now, what I mean, how was your? Um, now besides Donna, you did also the. I mean, you also did Tundra, mm-hmm. and you also knew. I mean, you also did a little bit of the Lycans there. Now. Did you knew that you were going to do Tundra, uh, Tundra as well, or yeah. was it something that you that they pretty much? I mean, uh, as they were advancing, they were like, "Hey, we're going to need you for this." Yep, that's pretty much exactly what it was. Um, oh, okay. That that I was cast as Donna. Um, mm-hmm. Once I was finished shooting Donna, they they called me up and said, "Hey, we've got another character. Um, could you come in and play this other character?" So I did. Cool. And for and and <laughs> Yeah, and for the and for the lichen job that you did, did you took some of your previous creature work for that for the lichens? Yeah, I mean I took all of my training and and yeah. used that for the lichens. They're they're super feral, so yeah. there's a lot of I mean there isn't really backstory that necessarily goes into it because their previous lives mm-hmm don't really infiltrate that that feralness. Okay. But sometimes you have you have creatures who were turned and, and like mm-hmm. like right they were humans and then botched experience experiments. Yeah. And um, sometimes in other in other games or other stories you have that and and some of that previous life filters through the creature. Mm-hmm. So you take that into consideration. You've got all this backstory. Um, with the lichens, they're so feral that it's like a yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and if you ever get the chance to play it, uh, to play the game again on the difficult Village of Shadows, they're like super feral. They're, they're like feral on steroids. I'm I'm playing a casual, and I'm still terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I mean, even the first time because it's just. Yeah, at some point you're like, when is it gonna stop? Come on, <laughs> you know, like chill, because they don't stop. I mean, even if you want, if you shoot them, they will keep going. And if you and if you took one down, then the other one comes, and then the other one, and you're like, wait, 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 wait. So yeah, definitely an amazing job with that, by the way. Um, and now you also do streaming. Mm-hmm. And tell me, are are we going to continue see more streaming content in the future? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm through. Morose section of this game, so I will finish playing through Village, and then I've got I've got a whole slew, like I got a whole long list that my mods have put together of games I need to play next. So yeah. I'll definitely keep streaming. One of my goals is I'd like to, over time, play every game in which you can kill me because of the characters. Okay. So I'll play, you know, I'll play Vader Immortal. I'll play Predator Hunting Grounds. Wow. Other as other games come out that in in which you can kill my characters, I will play those as well. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> wow, that's that's really that's really awesome. And also in one of your interviews, you said that you enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. 
So tell me, what did you like about that game? Oh, it's so, it's so beautiful. And Aloy is such an interesting character. Um, to be fair, I haven't actually gotten very far in the game. I'm, okay, so no spoilers. Like, okay. No spoilers. Thank, you for, thank you for telling me. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't super great at playing games. Uh, no. I was actually a little terrified to start playing Resident Evil Village, and I was even more terrible, terrified to start playing it live streaming. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, everybody's... I, I pitched it when I first pitched it. I said, uh, come watch me try to kill something for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's probably how long it'll take you to kill the first monster. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the story in Horizon Zero Dawn is so interesting. And, and watching Aloy's arc and her progression, her growth. Yeah. Is very interesting to me, and also you get to set traps. Like that's cool. That's really cool, so, and, and and to kill dinosaur robots. That's really I mean, awesome. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's really awesome. Excellent, but it's a smart game. You know, it's yeah, like run and gun and shoot them all. It's it's a very yeah. smart game where if you don't learn how to set the traps, which is something I'm terrible at, you won't get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and plus it's very the soundtrack. It's amazing on that game as well, and the whole it's scenery. Terrible. It's yeah. beautiful. I yeah. just sit there and watch. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna walk around for a while, and I'm gonna avoid all all of the packs. Yeah. I'm just gonna watch, or I'm gonna watch this pack graze. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like one of those games that when you, I mean, it work it works for me that when I have a really bad day, I'm gonna switch to that one because it's really like the pace and the and and the soundtrack and everything. It's really it's really chilling. I mean, it, there's even a point that whenever that that it happened to me that even that I even get get uh get into sleep because of how chilling in some of the in some of the of the yeah of the moments can be so yeah it is really it is really an awesome an awesome game for sure and what are uh what are your top five or favorite uh, video games oh my goodness um I really like the Lego games Yeah. Okay. Like all of them, or is there like one specific? I play this. I'm right now. I'm playing through Lego Star Wars: um, The Force Awakens. That's I, so cool. I, I love going through and smashing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you're like, I'm just gonna smash some stuff. Of and course. Like so satisfying, and you know, shooting the pew pews and stuff. Yeah. The story's funny. You know, the yeah. hilarious. Um, I love that. I love playing Diablo. Diablo 3 is one of my cool. one of my favorite. That is actually like the first game that really got me into video games. Mm -hmm. And Diablo, okay. My favorites. Um, I'm excited for Diablo 4. Yeah. And you know Horizon Zero Dawn because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um and Resident Evil Village, like Yeah. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Obviously, I'm super biased. Um, guys. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I have played episode one of Vader Immortal. Um, I haven't gotten to me yet because I'm in episode two, but that is another really fun, a fun game, and that's the only VR game I've played. Wow, and new. and is it true that you might? I mean, I don't, I haven't ever played on VR, but is it true that you that if you play for too much, you're gonna still feel like sick? Um, I got sick. Okay, there we go. Village. <laughs> I okay. Get pretty extreme motion sickness. I actually had to stop my stream early on Wednesday um, mm -hmm. because there were too many boat rides. And every time oh. I, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get this. <laughs> Give me one second. Yeah. I was like, do I have to? I have to go back in the boat. What? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what it is because, you know, in VR, you're fully immersed. And I yeah. understand why that causes motion sickness. Um, Actually, that's funny. There was a part in when we shot Vader Immortal, where as mm -hmm. the Rancor, they gave me they gave me a little Ninja Turtle figurine. Yeah, that was the, that was the player. And yeah, told so the player as I was climbing around because they had a part in the game where where the Rancor was going to catch you mm -hmm. and and carry you around. And I think they took it out because it was way too nauseating. Yeah, <laughs> even because they kept telling me you got to go stable, you got to go stable. Yeah. I'm like I'm crawling up and down ladders. I'm straight. Yeah, you can't be like really stable. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so so I understand in VR that certainly being nauseating, but I was surprised with with Village. As soon as I was on that boat, it was like, oh god, nope. 
nope, I do not like this. So that's so funny. And also, are we going to see more of your skills with a bow on Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because those are really cool, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I've been training with this um, with this school here in LA called Equery, the Equery, and they teach yeah. mounted combat, or they teach mounted sword fighting. I'm sorry, they do teach mounted sword fighting. They also teach mounted archery. So I am training with them for that. If you're in LA and you are interested in that kind of thing, definitely check them out. The Equery, they are fantastic. I've only been shooting a bow for probably a few months. You know, and that video, what? I hit the target, I hit it backwards. Yeah, you look like a pro. I was like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are excellent. Um, definitely look them up. Okay. And 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 in that school, they also teach you, like, to throw axes? No, they don't teach axe throwing. But you want to, but would you, would you be able to, I mean, would you like to learn to throw? I would love you know, to throw axes. That's you know, so cool. I've got, like, a couple axe throwing places. I think they're bars. You know, I wonder if they're open again. I haven't looked into it, but there are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pro axes. I've just never done it. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, and is there any movie or TV show that you could recommend for the weekend? Wow. Um. My goodness. That's like a current show. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say Loki. Like, I'm really enjoying Loki, but that seems like right. Ick, right. Yeah, you have. I mean, you watched the third episode, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay, you, okay, okay. You can spoil this one because I've seen it. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. <laughs> but no spoilers for the readers because me and them are the people. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, but not just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but did you know this about Loki? Oh, I did. Yeah. All right, I'm going to announce this as a spoiler because this made me laugh really hard. Um, So everybody who hasn't seen Loki, yeah. <laughs> for a second, I'll give you a good old wave when I'm done. All right. So last episode, you know, when they kind of announced that he's that he's got this open sexuality, right? Yeah. Yes, there was kind of an uproar about him being having an open sexuality, and I saw this meme that was so good. It was like, you know, people all angry on the internet about Loki being bi, and me who studied myth, like, and I studied mythology. Mm. Me sitting there going, Loki turned himself into a horse, had sex with another horse. <laughs> like, you're, you're upset that he sleeps with both men and women? He's not a horse. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> like, he's a master of chaos. Possibly be surprised. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, that was spoilers. We can go back. Okay, so, so, uh, so yeah, so you recommend Lo uh, Loki? Uh, what else? Um... I'm actually, I'm watching Manifest right now. It was okay. found on, on Netflix. I guess they got two seasons on. I'm kind of hooked. Really? I don't usually find those those shows that are like, Netflix is just like, hey, check this out. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that's because you sunk a lot of money into that show. And I don't know that I'm going to like it. Yeah. But I'm actually yeah. into this one. It's very interesting. I'm only on the first season. Um, the Nevers, I thought was great. If, if anybody on HBO hasn't seen The Nevers, that's really fun. Um, the twist is a bit... Yeah. I feel like it got sh cut short in its production, probably yeah. COVID, but yeah, those are good. Always Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> I clearly have a specific thing that I like. <laughs> yeah, of course. So. Well, you got it. You got it there. Yep. You got it. All right, and If you could describe your career at the moment, but with only one worth, which one you would choose? Exciting. Okay. Why? Why not? Because it's only one word. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And, I mean, where does this, I mean, to be honest, where does this energy and motivation you have comes from? I mean, from doing stunts to mocap, To acting series, movies, creatures, uh, sh kicking kicking ass in the bow, like all of that amazing, like all, uh, yeah, theater, video games, and many amazing things. I mean, what motivates you? Because while I was, yeah, while I was doing this research, uh, yeah, the whole research, at some point I was like, oh, wow, I mean, she pretty much is doing everything. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, do I also mention that I spent 10 years as a software developer, and I was a massage therapist at some point? Oh, my God, there we go. <laughs> we have more. Okay. There's a lot of way. Um, so cool. 
but what keeps me going is is partially that I've had a number of other careers and I've always wanted this one. And yeah. I have this one and and it's it's everything that I wanted. I get to yeah, do of course. everything that I want to do and um you know you wake up every day and and I'm so I'm so grateful and I'm so excited for the day because I you know, I get to run around in the park as a creature. I get to swing swords. Right. Get on a horse and like chill out on a horse. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> I don't need something to motivate me. It's my like. How does it not? Right. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I won't. I won't say it. It didn't. It didn't take. I mean, it, it did. It took a lot to get here, and there were days that were really hard. Of course. Because anytime you're chasing. You're chasing a dream. Ah, oh, you're building a dream. I'll say that instead of chasing it. Anytime you're building a dream, there there are times yeah. you feel defeated, and you don't know if you should just give up and do something else. Of course. And and you know, I've been I've been very privileged to be in a space where I can build that dream, yeah. and not everybody has that opportunity. So uh, that's what keeps me going is that I can't I. One, I have the opportunity to have the life that I really want. And two, I have an obligation to do that because I can. Which is, yeah, of course. You know, and then I'm also in the opportunity, I also have the opportunity working with the school, and this is a huge dream of mine, is to bring other people along and to say, yeah. I, I did this and I, and I train and I work with people who do this. I want to bring you in. I, if you want to do this too, I want to help you. I want to teach you what I know. I want to teach you how I train, and and I want to I want to help you also build this life if this is what you want. That is hugely motivating for me. Wow. So so basically, I mean, would you agree with uh, with the phrase "you need the bad moments in order to have the good moments"? I think you need the bad moments to understand the good moments. There you go. Yeah, I think um, you know it's a very yin and yang thing. Yeah. If it's all good, you don't appreciate it. And you don't understand it. You don't, it's, if it's all good, it's just your life. And there isn't any, there isn't any growth if it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. It, it takes yeah. the struggles and it takes the, the downtimes and the slumps and the depression. Um, it takes all of that to build character. You learn who you are in those times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and also like another thing that that I think it's important is that whenever you make mistakes, I mean, yes, you will learn from them. But the important thing is not not for you to not to let those mistakes define who you really are. You know what I mean? No, and your mistakes aren't who you are. Exactly. And in the same way, your successes aren't who you are. Exactly. You know, they are they are things that you do, things that you've done. They are a part of your life, but. I heard this, you know, I trained at this acting school here in LA and they had a great saying that, that a character isn't what's written on the page. Character is what you are under pressure. So it's not, huh. it's not necessarily like the mistakes you've made or the successes, but, but you are, you are the source of all of those things. If that makes sense. That, that your yeah. is, it shows through your actions, but it isn't your actions. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I totally, I totally agree with that. And the whole part of having like bad, yeah, let's say bad moments, they can like pretty much to, <clears throat> yeah, like, like rebuild you or to, or to, you know, to start doing, doing something. Yeah, like what you like and everything. I mean, I could I could tell that it happened to me. Uh, I had a bad situation, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. And then I was watching like uh, like with the rest of the resident, yeah, with the rest of uh, with the Resident Evil cast that you guys were doing interviews and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to interview them too. I mean, if they can if they can do it, I can do it too. I mean, what's yeah. the difference? So I just yeah. So I just started to you know like sending messages here and there and everything. And I remember that that. That I mean, I'm super thankful for uh, for Paula because she was the first one. But I remember, like days before I sent that message, it was already there. But I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, she might be super busy with all this stuff. And then a friend of mine was like, dude, come on, you need to send this. Come on, I mean, what's the worst? You're exactly. 
Exactly. That's totally. And, and also, what? Nobody in this cast is like mean or rude. Or, right. Right. And you know, and she might get if somebody doesn't see your message. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, and once like, uh, like, like having that possibility and then, and then Katie was next and then you, and then like, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do more. Then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stream as well. And I'm just going to focus on my, on my, on my, you know, like on my, on the things that I love, because from what I've learned, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be at some, I mean, of course, at some point I'm going to be 50, 60, but I don't want to be in, in that point and be like, you know what, I could have done this, 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 exactly. and I didn't. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to push myself in order to, like, to 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 get this done. And even if it takes me hours to, like, do, to, 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 yeah, like, to do the research or to be like, okay, uh, which... research. It's amazing. I mean, I still love it. I mean... I about the corn playing, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know where you found out about that, but... Yeah, but it was, I mean, it's really, it's really awesome. And the fact that you that whenever you get I mean yes you you will you will get tired, but you don't feel like like a no, like annoyed you know what I mean like for example it happened to me I used to I used to work for this company and I was and I was just super stressed the whole time I was smoking all the old day my family couldn't even watch me because I was just angry the whole time and then and then things happened and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this and the fact that 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 it's been growing and everything. And I can say that when it's growing slowly, it feel like it feels so, I mean, it feels amazing because all that sensation that you get this, uh, that you get, uh, for example, when I got your, your message that you were in, I mean, I was pretty much all crazy. Like, yes, you know, even my dog was like, dude, what is going on here? But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I can tell that I, I can, I can totally agree on that, that sometimes you need, you need like those, like those moments in order yeah and stack up the big wins totally totally there we go and i guess the motivation thing that i that i didn't hit on is it's it's one thing to have this huge dream and that can feel impossible to get yeah but it's so important to set up little wins for yourself in order to get that one you're not gonna be you're not gonna go from level one to level 30 yeah you're going to have to go through leveling up. And, and a lot of people will say, well, I should have started this when I was younger or, you know, I, I'm never going to catch up to where other people are at my age. Who cares? Who cares? You are where you are right now. And if you're at yeah. level get to level two right now. You're not going to magically get to level 30 without doing level two. So whether you start now or you start in 10 years, the only difference is that you're going to be 10 years older. Yeah, and you're going to feel a little bit bad that you couldn't do it yeah. when you wanted at that time. You're going to say, I should have started 10 years ago. So why not start? Totally, totally, totally. And what, and what, what is the legacy that you would like to pass, you know, to, to, the, to the future generations? I want to teach people. Um, I mean, I want, to, I want to continue to do this. I basically want to do this until my body breaks down. Um, yeah. Which, is, you know, happens to everybody. And then... Of course. <laughs> people, this having this career and helping run the school is everything that I want and building that. I would like my legacy to be bringing other people up into this industry. Wow. And if you could give an advice to someone who is starting in the, in the industry, what would it be? One, start with small wins and then two, you never stop training. You know, I even, I use the example Tiger Woods. He is a coach. He trains with a coach and look at where he's at and he's still training. The same thing is true is true for you or for me that I will be training. I will be training always. Always, of course. Yeah, because that's how you get better. That's how you get better. That's how you even maintain where you're at. And so train in everything that you want to do and, and seek out different things. You know, I didn't know that doing creature work in motion capture was where I was going to end up. I of course. knew by doing it in theater when I was in high school. So it, it took a lot of, I did a lot of different things along the way. And I recommend that. I recommend doing that. I recommend having other jobs, even jobs you don't love, because they teach you skills. If I hadn't been, if I hadn't run my own massage, 
I wouldn't have the business skills to have to take control of my acting career. True, exactly. So do them all. Like if you say, see something and, and you know keep the end goal in sight, but if something comes along and you're like, I kind of want to try this, do it, do it. You never know what you're gonna find. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, I mean, all of those moments you have, uh, 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 older jobs that you used to have and everything at the end, yeah, it's true. They will teach you something that you will use it for the, for the future. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that was really inspirational, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, yeah, I mean, from, from, from what I can say, uh, the fact that, uh, that uh yeah i mean resident evil resident evil village was a huge success the other day i was i was reading i mean i don't know if it's true or not but it's like the second most sell game I saw that on in this year i was like what i mean and the fact that you and the fact that yeah like 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 all of you guys all of the cast are kind of uh getting closer to the fans and doing like all those live signups and the interviews and everything it really speaks a lot that the fact that you that you yeah, that you care for your audience and that's really yeah. amazing. And that is really amazing and I can say that 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 all of you are super amazing and and yeah, thank you for making this amazing characters that you I mean besides Donna for Petter, thank you so much. I really hope that we can that we can see more of you in the future for sure in more amazing games. We hope to have like a um a DLC for uh, for Donna. That would be cool. Uh and and yeah, um Yeah, thank you so much. At the same time, thank you for accepting. It was really awesome. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> thank you for thank you for reaching out. This is the interview. Thank you. Awesome. So uh so yeah guys, thank you also to those who are watching. Uh you got it here, you got the amazing Andy here. Uh be sure to follow her right now. If you're watching this, you can put a pause, go follow her, and then come back here uh, <laughs> for sure. Follow her all uh, throughout the whole, all her social media. And also, one amazing thing, we're starting doing podcasts as well. So if you don't have the chance to watch the video or anything, I get that. You can watch, you can listen through, uh, through podcasts. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted with that. Andy, again, thank you so much. Uh, it was really awesome to talk with you, and I'll look forward for another one. <laughs> Excellent. You have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. <laughs>